Hey, Brie. Hey. So what's cracking? Are we starting a podcast or what? We're starting a podcast. But it's more than a podcast. So you went to SZA last night. Yes, it was so fun. Oh my God. She was incredible really because she who her creative directors i need to look up who they are her set designers her story tellers were incredible it was a story from end to end and i was so engaged not only in her singing but her story in her story which was like god i won't give it away because you're going to go but it was like a shipwreck because because the album's called sos so like it would be the ship crash. Oh my god! I think I'm gonna cry. She was like underwater, and then she comes up, no. and then like it was, it was, and then there was one scene where she um, goes for an outfit change, and the camera follows her. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. Did you, did you cry? Did you get emotional? Was it because you know sometimes when artists you're really in touch with yeah. the artist or the song, you can get a little emotional. I felt... I feel that way about Snow Allegra. Oh, my gosh. I want her to perform at my wedding. Except for then, like, she can outshine me. So I... That's true. Yeah. I don't know if you want that. I don't want that. But I will play her songs, definitely. But also, what was really interesting was how big of a superstar she is. And I was talking to my friends about this, of what it takes to break into mainstream fame. Yeah. Yeah. Three, four, five years ago with her last album, she was very popular. She was very popular amongst, I would say, primarily black people. Yeah. She is an R&B artist. Mm -hmm. And yesterday it was the most diverse crowd I've ever seen. It was a lot of teeny boppers that knew every Every single word. word. It was so wild to see. Wow just how massive she is and how her ability to sell out a stadium I felt very what I felt was very proud oh my god I feel like I'm gonna cry oh my god I felt really proud of her success yeah like this is her moment her dream to perform at MSG on a sold out audience stadium in this type of music that is very eclectic very emotionally charged yeah and for me to see her perform, it was actually very inspiring for my own career wow. because I was like, wow, she's really able to make it and shine and succeed Yeah, amongst all these people. You are truly so cute. I wish this a new us. I feel like she would be so happy and touched to hear well, you say that. She was saying like her family was there and she was shouting wow. out her family. And I think to be her parents, <laughs> I would be so proud of yeah. my little daughter from like yes. performing like she was very indie yeah and now she's yeah she um there was something you know you know how she released her deluxe album last year yes um she yeah. released like those remaining songs to control it kept control like the control album mm-hmm. on the top 10 charts for so long mm-hmm. because i mean she hadn't released an album for her to have i feel like for her to for this album to have as much success that it did mm-hmm. she hadn't released an album in like three to four years yeah. yes or maybe it was five years and i think that's a big thing in the music industry is the sophomore slump right right if she would be able to if she'd be able to pull it to pull it off yeah yeah and she and she did and she did and she sold out msg 
twice. She's performing tonight too. That is really she's by far after this SOS album. Mm-hmm. She is one of my top five artists, yes. favorite artists of all time. Yes, I think she's really incredible. I love her. I um, love that. I can't wait to go. See I know, and it was part of my Black History Month registry. It was one of the things I wanted to go see. So shout out to Bay for getting. Oh my god, the Black one, the Black History Month registry worked. Yeah. What about our Women's History Month registry? Um. Well, that's coming, and I need to for sure. You need. We gotta get it together. Stuff. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll add SZA tickets to my Women's History Month registry. You should okay. for sure. I think it's a good segue because yesterday I also went to a mentoring, a woman's mentoring walk. How was it? It was really interesting. It was really good. And I met a fan of the podcast, which was really fun. What's her name? Can you shout her out? Shout out Paulina. Paulina. She was so awesome. And she spoke a lot about work and her career. And I think we both have been getting a lot of DMs about the state of the economy, which is interesting that people are looking to us for economic, financial advice. We've had some episodes on it. Yeah. Um, well, I'm really excited, too, because I am doing an Instagram live oh. with Fidelity. Oh, my God. Amazing. And we're going to talk about women and finances and how finances, I mean, the conversation and topic around finances is, was always very taboo for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to pull some data from the podcast and we're going to talk about um, just some of the most shocking data points that like we saw that you saw um, from filming last year and from the surveys and the research that you did um, last year about women's spending habits and how women invest their money. So I'm really, really excited for that because um, I feel like it'll be helpful. And I think we had this conversation too on one of our first shows where finances were always very taboo to talk mm-hmm. about. I mean, they were taboo to talk about because – we didn't really have any money to talk yeah. about finances. Yes. So it was just never something that we, that my family and I spoke about often growing up. But I'm really excited to kind of dive into the conversation because obviously a lot has um, changed for me. And um, I learned a lot more. I've learned a lot more in mm-hmm. like just the recent years about um, re- investing, your retirement fund, mm-hmm. all of these things that I'm that I'm excited to get into. Yes. And I love breaking it up into categories because it can feel really daunting to take charge of your whole, like the different sectors of your life past career going into finances, especially now given every day there is an article that comes out about all of the layoffs that are happening if we're in a recession. Yeah. And for a lot of people in their first and even second jobs, this is the first recession that we have lived through as actual living beings. I remember 2008 happening. And as adults, right? Yeah, yeah as adults. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was in eighth grade when it happened. And I felt like it happened just one day on the bus. I remember all of the articles coming out about the market crash. Yes. But wasn't as, like, plugged in as I am now. Yeah. I'm curious how you stay up to date with the news when it comes to the financial environment in the United States and globally. Yeah. It's a very lofty question. It is. But, I I mean, I listen to – I have my two favorite podcasts that I listen to every morning, um, which is The Daily. Mm-hmm. And um, – 
<clears throat> NPR is up first. Mm-hmm. Um, the Daily, I like both of those. I think, you know, I was having this conversation with a friend actually about how, you know, The Daily can get, they stopped listening to The Daily because they said it could get really depressing, which, sure, absolutely, especially during COVID, it was mm-hmm. just, it, I mean, the news in general was depressing during COVID. Um, but I do like the daily and up first because it gives you a variety of news. You sent me this article, but the daily also did an episode several weeks ago now at this point about how the, um, labor market's actually like booming despite mm-hmm. there being a recession and there are more jobs now mm-hmm. available and open than ever before, despite all of these massive layoffs and, despite, you know, despite inflation as well. So it, if anything, it's just been a signal to me that it's a very, it's a, it's a weird market right now. It's yeah. a market that I feel like economists haven't experienced before. Yes. Um, I totally agree with that. The, this, the article by Axios that I was reading about the job market, um, and the fact that employee rate is actually really low. It's 3.4%. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think it was 51% of Americans don't think that we're in a recession. Mm. So I have been getting a lot of DMs about layoffs, yeah. the anxiety that comes along with announcements of layoffs. And I think it would be a good discussion for us to really think about what is in control when it, when is in our control when it comes into us going into a recession what isn't in our control and what active steps that we could put to put us all into more stable financial situations and yeah. then also job situations yeah moving forward wow that's a loaded question <laughs> yeah i yeah i mean i i can definitely relate to the the looming fear mm-hmm. of potentially getting laid off. Um, my current role, I'm at a startup. And I will say the biggest difference between coming from um, a giant corporation company mm-hmm. like Facebook to a startup is is like the, the security, mm-hmm. uh, the security factor. The mm-hmm. fact that I feel like I don't have as much security um, but it's really interesting because even whenever I was employed at Facebook, I remember having this feeling of being so secure in my role. I was like, wow, I I don't think this company could ever experience layoffs because this was in the height of COVID whenever. So I remember feeling very secure. I was mm-hmm. like, wow, I, could, I don't see a world in which Facebook would ever lay off dozens of employees um, until they did. And even, you know, being at a startup, being in this economy. I think what's in my control is, again, everything that I can do day to day, whether it's taking on like new projects or new tasks and asking myself, you know, how am I driving business and how am I driving impact? How am I driving our business goals? Um, I agree with you. I think that there are ways actively when I was in a large corporation that a lot of people aren't going to track your progress and your contribution to the company Mm -hmm. that is in your control and that's something that each of us individually have to do one thing that I did when I was in consulting is I had this long document of every single project I worked on exactly who was on the project exactly what I contributed each day to said project what the deliverables that I was responsible for 
what the deliverables that people informed me of and asked me my advice on. Yeah. And not only did it help me when it came to performance reviews of sharing all of the work that I did. Yeah. Also, when I was looking at new jobs, it made building my resume that much 10 easier. times easier because I was able to see exactly what I contributed in an extremely granular level. Mm -hmm. And therefore, in interviews, you have a sharper memory of what you contributed. I will also say in this job environment, my advice is number one, to do that, to mm -hmm. create a list of everything you do on a daily basis so that you can advocate for yourself, number one. And number two, you can, um, when you're looking for new roles, it's it's a lot easier. I'd say the third one, and we had an episode with this about Sienna, yeah. is ensuring that you have real relationships with people in your job. I think that the work from home environment was really great in a lot of ways because it gave people work-life balance to be able to do a lot of the things, including nurturing one's mental health mm -hmm. a lot more at yeah. home than you were in the workplace. However, and I really felt this when I was in consulting and working from home, is I felt way less connection and way less community with the people that I work with. Mm. Of course, at the end of the day, there are there's a lot of rhetoric around the fact that we're numbers in large cogs of different systems and it one shouldn't make work their whole life. Yeah. However, my advice to people would be is to try to make many communities of people that you feel like genuinely would advocate for you. Yeah. And therefore, it also creates just a mentorship of when you exit that career to be able to write a letter of recommendation if you're applying for grad school right. or be a reference if you're looking for a new job and you can call on that person. There's one mentor I had when I was in consulting that I really consider a great friend and Having someone that can advocate for you that was your direct manager and actually knows what you're like in a working day-to-day -day, like sentiment mm -hmm. I think is way more impactful than someone that you've had a couple coffee chats with and right. obviously knows your aspirations but doesn't really know what you're like in a working environment. Yeah. Do you, Would you say that you prefer – do you say that – because are you is your current role are you hybrid right now at your job or I, are you in the office full time I'm in the office five days a week okay which is great and yeah. I love it I would also say a big piece of advice for younger people in the workforce is if you do have the option to be in the office it has <laughs> catapulted my career growth to a degree that I, it would not have been, especially in an investing role, than yeah. if I was working from home. Wow. And I actually saw a comment from the CEO of Jeffries on uh, one of, like, the meme Wall Street Confessions page. Yeah. And a lot of layoffs are indicative of one's performance, and it's very – it can seem very random. I haven't um, 
worked in tech and a lot of them are tech layoffs, yeah. but that's what I've seen that yep. they're pretty random. I will say that if you are trying to showcase your contribution to the company, going into the office and showing face is mm. the easiest way you can do that because wow. then you can form relationships with partners. If a lot of or managing directors or VPs, mm -hmm. whoever is the top layer at your company, especially if they're going in, the easiest way to set yourself apart from your peers is just showing up in person. Wow. I feel like we're on two complete opposite ends of the spectrum too, because mm -hmm. I, my role was fully remote mm -hmm. and I never really thought of, I haven't, I can't say that I've thought about it that way, but you know, in hindsight, yeah, there could definitely be some like a direct correlation with, um, even the tasks, the projects that you're assigned to do, mm -hmm. like your growth as an employee at the company could be because we're not in person and it is harder to form deeper, those deeper, more meaningful connections with people that you're working with day to day. Mm -hmm. I do miss that aspect a ton. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think there's like, you kind of have to be a little bit selfish about it too. Yeah. Where it's like, I want to reach my fullest potential at my time, my perspective is like at my time, wherever I am. Yep. And the best way to do that is, I think, from learning from others. That's the best way I've learned in yes. the past from yeah. a young age. So being able to get FaceTime with people that have been in careers decades longer yep. than we have is the number one way to get those little tips. Yeah. How would you how would you recommend then for someone because I actually I know I know a lot of people at least our age mm -hmm. professionals who are in their current roles are probably doing a little bit of a hybrid style. How would you recommend someone to kind of shift their mindset from this is actually a much larger opportunity potentially for your career versus like this is an inconvenience or this mm -hmm. disrupts like what we've known for the last few years? Mm -hmm. I'd say when I worked from home, I mean, in my current role, it was a little bit forced, which was great. What like, do you mean forced? It was a mandate. Everyone, we expect everybody to be in the office every day. Got it. So I think that is the easiest way is if it's forced, because if you could choose between getting up at nine and rolling over and going to your laptop and working, then a lot of people would do that versus getting up an hour earlier to go into the, the workplace. Of course, it's different for most people. For me, that's the case that I was just a lot more efficient in the workplace. I'd say it's all about forming that habit of forcing yourself to do it, especially if it's an option. Yeah. So, so yesterday I actually had a great day. Um, I had a facial at 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. And then I did some shopping for this is a concert mm -hmm. next week. Um, tried to put some fits together. And then I did a solo brunch. Remember I told you oh, one yes. of my goals for this year is to at least do a solo dinner, a solo meal once a week. Mm -hmm. So I did my solo brunch yesterday and it was very, very nice. Oh, like nice. this guy next sat next to me. He was also doing his little solo brunch and we just had a like moment of recognition for each other. Um but it was really nice. It was really fun. Mm -hmm. The food was phenomenal. I went Where'd to Thai Diner. Oh my god, I love which is literally Thai down diner. the street. I love so Thai diner. good. It it's was amazing. really insane. So Wait, what did fun. you get? Um, I got the fat Thai. 
Okay. With tofu. Yeah. And I almost did that and French toast, but I didn't Wait, want to Wait, the French toast there, there is so, so good. And you fire. can only get it during brunch because I only go to Thai diner during, during dinner. brunch. But, oh, you only go during dinner. Okay. Well, I yeah. obviously have been during brunch, but yeah. Yeah. Um, That's And fun. then last night I stopped by our friend's place. Mm-hmm. Um, just chit-chatted for a little bit. We had um, some bites. And then I met up with another friend at a at Sauced, actually. Oh, the by wine me. bar. Mm-hmm. By me. And I got, I drank too much and I lost my memory by the end of the night. What? <laughs> oh, my thing right now is Catan. Yeah, I heard. <laughs> <laughs> From, yeah. I heard you're really into Catan. Do you want to play? Days. No. Okay. I don't want to play any games with girls who could play games better. No. Don't play games with girls who could play better. No. I just. That's a good answer. I have a really. I have. um, From the time that we played those games in on New Year's. I was. I'm really scarred from that. I'm not going to lie. So it just doesn't seem like that fun. No offense to you. You are a great moderator. Thank you. Great moderator. Thank you. When people say no offense, I really take offense. If you were to say. If you were not to say no offense, I would not have been offended. But then it introduced the possibility of being offended into the conversation that's very valid and i take accountability for that okay thanks i you were i thought you were a great moderator i just did not have any fun playing those games okay well Catan is a different game that we didn't play okay I and it's a game it. of strategy intensity Ooh. and it's really nerdy like i played this friday night and that was my activity okay wow mm-hmm. i didn't go out i just played Catan. Okay, i i would be I would be down to come over maybe if you guys have right. room for one well, more in your Catan group. We have alternates like, and people significant others have to audition. Like I brought my significant other to audition to play, Got and it. if it's a good vibe, then you can play. But like, the vibe is very important in Catan, so you I can agree. audition, okay. and we'll see okay. what the vibe is, and then you could be invited back. Got it. Got it. Got it. What type of vibe are you looking for? Like, very competitive, but, like, know that it's lighthearted. Like, okay. there's a line that should not be crossed. You want to know something? When I'm really good at something, yeah. I'm kind of a snake. Yeah. Like, well, when you I'm, have to be If I'm really good at a, at a game, mm-hmm. I'll just be sitting there in silence. Like, I'm going to fucking blow all of these people out of the water right now. And That's how I felt last week, and then I lost. Oh. <laughs> like, and then you get cocky, and you're like, yeah, yeah I have eight <laughs> points. I'm just sitting there quiet. Everyone's like, what are you up to <laughs> over there? And then next thing you know, I win. <laughs> all right. Let's wrap up. Um, I thought that was a really good conversation. It was a little bit all over the place, but yeah. Um, I mean, hey, life life be life in and and I was not well last night. <laughs> yeah, life be life thing. If you guys have any topics you want us to talk about, let us know. And bye B words. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to Yeah, But Who Cares? We care a lot about what you think. And actually, your reviews really help us out. So please like, subscribe, follow or comment and leave a review. Even if it's negative, we want to improve. And I'd like to give a big fat disclaimer. We are not professionals. We are not therapists. We are not financial professionals. So please seek out professional help. Um, And 
This podcast was produced with our friends over at Yeah But Who Cares, including our trusty producer, Serena. Serena. Um, it was also produced in partnership with Under the Influence. Shout out Under the Influence. Shout out Under the Influence. Where can people find us? If you want to find us, you can find us on our personal pages, Bree Springs and Sasana. Yes. But more importantly, you can find Yabba Who Cares on Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube. Did I miss anything? I, that's actually the most accurate one. Yeah. That's the most. Those are the most important ones. Yes. So thank you. Goodbye. See you next week. Kisses. Kisses.